Hello and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is a podcast dedicated to real life stories told by ordinary people. And you know what they did? They discovered their passion and then they learned they could make a very good living, a great living actually, using the talents and skills that they came into this world with. I'm Patricia Noldrain. I'm your host for this podcast. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's Patricia Noel Drain, and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. It's the podcast that really talks about how you can finally get paid for just being you. I'm host of this episode, and I'm so excited because this is all about how do you get paid for just being funny? Isn't that cool? And it's kicking off our series. And the theme is, it's okay to make a great living with what you already know. And my guest today is June Klein. Now, why do you think I had June Klein kick off this whole series? It's June, (laughs) June 22, and she's June Klein. I know it's very, very complicated, but so intriguing, isn't it? And so I'm just so happy to have June on. You're going to love her. I just have a few questions for her. But remember, our, you know, our theme and our real result this month is to really pay attention to M-O-N-E-Y, income, money, how to make a living. And that's what we're going to talk about the whole month of June. And so everybody, welcome June Klein. Oh, Miss Patricia, you know, I I adore you and you just cracked me up. And there's so many ways to begin this segment. <laughs> Number one, let me just acknowledge that my name is June. I was born in June. That's not why oh. I was named That's not why I was named June. I was named after June Carter Cash. If you remember Johnny Cash, my mama fell in love with June Carter back then, and she named me June. Oh, for heaven's sake. I also have to let you know that this month is so ding-dang-dong confusing to me. Do you know how many people say my name, and I think they're speaking to me? (laughs) It's the month. I have interrupted conversations. Yes. Or, yes. Can I help you? <laughs> and they look at me and almost start to, to flee. But then I apologize and say, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to me. June. Well, that is that is funny. That that truly could have. I didn't realize you were born in June. Now, that's really something. And then you're named after June Carter. That is cool. Well, yeah, I was two months late. Mama never forgave me. I was two months late. Oh, wow. <laughs> he never forgave me and said I was late the rest of my life. So that's really how that came about. Oh, my gosh. June Klein, here's what I want to do. I don't like to give a formal bio of people that come on the show because I just think they do a much better job giving a summary of their career and, and how it all worked for them. And then we'll get into specific things about how you got paid and such. But can you give us a summary? You know, I, I, I really can. It's, it's real simple. hundred years ago now, it feels like, but really it was in 1991, uh, I think. And I just, I can t- contribute every single raise and our promotion due to making someone of importance or an influencer laugh out loud. That's how I made my mark. That's how they remembered me. No like trust is the strongest outcomes of using good uh, strategic humor. So I was involved in student financial aid uh, that hundred years ago, which was really about 87 to 16 years. And 
we had gotten into a situation that where it, I don't want to get too detailed in financial aid, but the direct lending had come into play. And so banks were against institutions and it was kind of it was just really kind of a little mini crises going on there. And I decided to lighten it up because I had discovered these 13 funny student bloopers and they made me laugh out loud. So I thought, well, maybe they'll make everybody else laugh out loud. So I volunteered to give a speech to about 300 of my nearest, dearest friends and colleagues. Now, I had never done this before. I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, my God, Patricia, I stood up on that stage. My knees were knocking. My mouth was full of cotton. I barely could even function up there, but I did. I did it. And it was it was funny. It was hysterical because they were student bloopers and things people could relate to. And one lady came running up to me after and said, how much would you charge to come to our association and do this? And I jokingly said, well, how much have you got? (laughs) And she said, we have a thousand dollar honorarium. And of course, we pay your travel. And I raised my hand. I said, I am so there for you. I was going to say 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. That was my first ever Invitation to speak at a thousand dollars, and uh, the rest is history. That's thirty years ago. Oh my gosh! And you know that was one of the very first things I wanted to ask is, do you remember the first time? Well, how could you forget that? <laughs> you I mean, that was just a beautiful story for the first time I got paid for being me was a thousand dollars when I would have taken fifty. That's amazing. What advice would you give somebody like you, June? I mean, they're funny. They know they're funny. What advice would you give them? They're just starting out. They're brand new. I don't care if they're 30 or 50 or 10. Well, confidence is key. So if you got to want to, you really got to want to. I want to address both. I want to address if you are funny and you're really thinking about, you know, I could get paid to do this. Then you start locally. You start getting every friend and association Kiwanis Club, it used to be called the Chicken Circuit. You go everywhere and you say, I have a 20-minute speech, 30-minute. I mean, right now, people, you know, TED has changed everything, TED Talks. Yes. There are six yes. minutes, 12 minutes, 21 minutes. And so you have to be cognizant of what that group wants or needs. But you start volunteering and eventually someone will hear you and you'll get asked to speak for a fee, which is exactly what happened to me. But I also want to address those that aren't humorous or or aren't thinking about funny. It's like, what what do you do if you want to start a new career? It's the same thing. I think you need to get a little more funny. Same thing I just said for everybody. However, funny makes money. So you've got to lighten it up just a little bit. You don't have to be a comedian, but you dang sure better start and close with something funny, I believe. Unless it's a serious, serious talk, that would not be appropriate. Does that make sense? Well, it does. And I think that's such good advice and such down-to-earth advice to just start locally, volunteer for heaven's sake. But you have to want this really a lot. And so I go back to the confidence part, June. Where do you think the confidence happened for you to stand up in front of 300 people and not even know that that it was a good thing oh, to do. Girl, I think I was on drugs. I don't know. I just <laughs> well, I do know. And I, I will tell you this 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 is a very serious part of it. I grew up in such a dis 
dysfunctional family. My stepdaddy, uh, the only daddy I knew, my stepdaddy had uh, what I call the three M's. He was either uh, mean, mentally ill, or just a dang moron. And so he was really hard to live with. And Mm -hmm. I discovered that if I could make him laugh and shift, it, it was like a boundary and a border. So I became not the class clown, really, but I mean, I never was a class clown. I was too shy. But the family clown, yeah, probably, but really more the the humor initiator. And so if you are a natural humor initiator, you've got something. And so when this industry had all this tension and turmoil, I'd already been through that with my family. So I raised my hand. I thought, I got this because I got these 13 student bloopers and they make everybody laugh their butts off when I tell them about them. I thought I can share that, but I didn't know what I was getting into. I was terrified. And had that woman not come up to me, I would never have given another speech. Oh, really? Ever. So that that's also a testament to fate and yes, where you're supposed yes. to be and doing what you do. And 30 years later, hello. You know, it's funny. I loved what you just said about destiny also, because I now that surprises me, actually, June. And I kind of don't believe that you'd never, ever give another speech, because I think if you got on a bus, you'd be in the front of the bus giving a speech. But she encouraged you. I mean, somebody to come up and say, you know, how much do you charge? I mean, we'd love to have you come to blah, blah, blah is amazing. Now, you mentioned something in one of your texts or emails about TED Talk, TEDx. Are you involved in that? I'm so involved now. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I am a coach for a team. It's a group that they just did their very first TEDx in St. George. Oh my gosh. It was, it was magical. And I was tapped to be one of the coaches. They needed another one. And it was just one, you know, here we go, fate again and all that. A, A woman that She's known of me for 12 years, and I didn't know her. And she's a comedian and a ventriloquist. And so we were at this event together. And she was finally so excited to meet the June Klein that she'd heard about and all that. And I'm like, well, really, thanks. And so she said, well, you know, what do you do? And I, no, she said she was a TEDx coach. And I said, oh, I did that once a few years ago. And she came right back to me with, well, do you want to do it again? <laughs> said, oh, well, I could. Yeah, I guess I could. Because she's involved, she's the lead coach for this group that's out of Cincinnati and now St. George. So next thing you know, a month later, I've got a client and I'm going to St. George with this amazing woman to help her crunch. I'm now a number, uh, a word cruncher. If you saw, I don't think I do have that in my tagline there, but I'm a word cruncher. Because, you know, with TED and TEDx, Mm -hmm. it's a specific amount of time. So she sends me this lovely lady, Carol Hollowell from, um, from, where did I just say, Um, St. George. And she has found innovative solutions for the homeless. I mean, this woman is a rock star. Mm. And she ended up. Um, she sent me her speech, was which was 1,151 words. That's, a, that's over 10 minutes if you speak at a normal rate. And I was she had six minutes. So we had to crunch. I said, you know, i got to crunch these this down to 600-ish words. And she just laughed and said, good luck with that. And I said, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll get it. 
because I've been crunching words for 30 years, making people laugh. This is a skill. This is the other thing I want people to hear and understand. You've got to look at what is so you, so there, you don't even see it. Yep. Because that's where I was. And when I took that 1,151 words and crunched it down to 630 words, oh my God, was it powerful. I used her words. It was like a Rubik's Cube. You just move them around and then you add a phrase or two and a callback and something that's funny and all that. And voila, she's got a winning speech. Well, that thing, she blew everybody's mind and it'll be live in another month or so. You know, TED t- TEDx takes a little time to get them up on YouTube. But mm-hmm. I can't wait for her to. And so I realized that's a skill. Yeah. That's easy for me. I can do this. So why would I not get paid for that? You know, June, it's so important, especially on this particular podcast, to me anyway, when passion meets profit, mm. because people don't realize that their gift, they really don't. One of my gifts is I know how to ask the right questions to get people to think very clearly about what they want to do next. Now, who knew that asking questions would be a gift? Who knew that crunching all these words was just a natural skill of yours that you Uh, developed, obviously? Yeah, I mean, it may have taken 30 years. And, you know, Seinfeld, it's said that he's taken up to eight hours to eliminate a word or to change it. I believe it. I don't remember what the the quote is, but I get it. I mean, it it can take that long. And yet I... You know, I can come up with a phrase or twist a a quote. I I just do that. I can do that. So maybe you can't, but what can you do, as Patricia is saying to you right now? Yeah, that's exactly right. Did you say it's 1,100 words for 10 minutes? Ish. Oh, ish. Okay, ish. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that is incredible. And then to crunch it to 600, I mean, talk about a gift and a skill. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't do that. I know I I wouldn't be able to. And I can also see why it would take sometimes hours to get to those really important words that you need to get across. It took me hours. It took me hours. I had over 40 hours invested in just just getting, you know, and, and that's, I mean, that's just me and my process. Somebody else might could have done it quicker. But my point is... It's like the Rubik's Cube. If you move something here, then it changes the opening. And if you t- use that in the opening, then how are you going to tie it into the, you know, it was it was a massive thought process. And yes, worth it. Worth it. I can see that. You know, one of the things that I have learned, especially during this themed month of money coming in, flowing in, income flowing in, especially when you're really playing to your strengths and the things that you're really good at, like you being funny. But Everybody seems to have multiple streams of income. And I noticed, June, with your programs and things like that that you've put together, you have multiple streams of income. What is your what is your main income source this these days? Is it speaking? It is. It still is. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I've had some amazing events or gigs as we call them from time to time, but I really have jumped back in uh, the water with the first thing I was, and this is all like within the last four or five months, one of my good friends was having a 70s birthday party and she said, nobody else can open this up except you. Now, this was an event she was having. It wouldn't walk in and have cake and blow out candles. I mean, it was a star studded glitzy. So I was the opening keynote for that. Mm. And so 
you know, I haven't done birthday parties before specifically, but you know, I got a little something, something for that. And so it's like, (laughs) all right, yeah, we'll do, well, it's a great, great way to get back into the groove because with COVID, I mean, things were really shut down for me. I'm really enjoying this episode, but you know what? I wanted to take a moment to talk to you, especially to you if you're ready to take this one precious life that we've all been given, but you're ready to take it seriously. If that's you, then pay attention. You know, I'm, I owned an executive recruiting firm in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh my gosh, for years. And I interviewed hundreds, maybe even thousands of people during that time. And I was asked the same two questions over and over. One, what should I be when I grow up, Patricia? And then they just look at me and say, I know I, I'm older now, but I'm so nervous now. It was so sad to me. And then the next question, Patricia, I need to find a niche. I need to specialize. Do you think you could help me? And the answer is, yes, I can help. Because it's very sad to me that our school system can never help us with this very important piece of our life. That's called our career. They have to do other things. But I knew that I could help. So I started doing workshops and books and counseling. And guess what? I discovered that people didn't want to do it the way I thought it should be done. Here's what they wanted. They wanted four things as I started working with them. They wanted to do it on their own terms, on their own time, when they wanted to do it. I call that SPL, where you learn it at your own pace, self-paced learning. Number two, they really wanted a community of like-minded people, people that have been where they are, challenged with what they have, and then also got a result. Well, guess what? I started a Facebook group, and it's free, called When Passion Meets Profit. Number three, They were ready to invest, but you know what? They said, nope, only to a certain point. I will not invest in myself if it's not affordable. Okay, check. Number four, they wanted to see a difference. At the end of a program, they wanted to see a difference, a result. Check. Guess what? I met all four of those requirements. I created a program called Your Gift is Your Niche. It's downloadable so you can do it at your own pace. So go to your gift is your niche, N-I-C-H-E dot com. And I want you to read about that and see if it resonates with you. And, and really move fast on this because this is your life. Remember this one precious life that you're given. And I, for just a short time, I decided maybe, and maybe I'll continue it forever. If I really see that it's helpful. I want to create office hours. Once a week, I want to come on live with each one of you. You can ask as many questions as you want. You can literally come on and say, this worked for me. Who knows what you'll say? We all need the tools and techniques. We need to be asked the right questions. And that's what this course is about. So if you're really ready to start maybe a full-time business of your own, I don't know. Maybe you're ready to start a side business alongside your career, but you do know that you're ready to find your passion and you're ready to make a profit with it. Then your gift is your niche is your answer. Let's get back to the podcast. When you showed me the programs that you have put together to really spread out the multiple streams of income, tell people about those programs because there's going to be people on here that want to work with you, June, as they're listening to this. And I loved, you don't have to be specific with every program, but I just loved that you knew somebody's going to want one-on-one help. Somebody's going to want to get in a group, you know, so kind of go through those things. 
Well, thank you for that. And you're right. Once I realized that word crunching was something I can do in my rocking chair when I'm 103, I thought, Mm -hmm. you know what, I need to make some programs around this. And so we do, we start with, what have you got? Do you have anything? So the very first level is to find out if you've got a TED Talk or not, or a a boardroom speech and our presentation. So many people are paralyzed over doing their job and having what they need to be effective. So that's the first level. And then we can step that up just a little bit. And it's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to crunch words. I'm going to get you a speech Mm -hmm. that is necessary for whatever it is that you've got to do, be it business and our TED. So those Mm -hmm. are the two kind of things. And then, okay, after that, now we've got performance. Well, I've been performing for 30-something years, so I think I know Mm -hmm. a little bit about that. So we're going to get the words on paper, get them down. And then if you want me to go further with you, then we're going to see what you do on stage. And we do those three things are done online on a Zoom. So you don't have to go anywhere, just be here. But then that last one is, all right, we're going to, we're going to take this to a whole mentorship level and I am going to guide you through a little bit of life, <laughs> a little bit of business, a little bit of how to lighten up and live more better, as I like to say. And we're going to involve a resort and three to five days, depending, and see what you need. We will customize that for you. I'm excited about it. Well, it is. It's very exciting because I just know so many people, especially people in corporate America, And here's their line. I am so boring. I don't even know what to do about it because they don't know how to give a speech. They don't know how to have a beginning, a middle, an end, or a lively welcome thing and then a lively see you later thing. They just don't get it. And you do. I do get it. And it would be so shocking. So Saturday night, I went to this event. I was the master of ceremonies, the celebrity host diva. So I've never been, I've never had that title before, but it's official now. I am a diva, I am a celebrity, and I hosted this amazing event. And I started out, instead of welcome everybody and all that stuff, I started my stuff across that stage. And I started with, oh, what a night, late December back in 63. Now, and then I said, how many of you remember that? And a few people did, and I said, well... You're going to remember tonight. It's, oh, what a night. And we've got seven divas that are going to make you remember forever or whatever else I said. But do you see what I did right there? Yes. Yes, I do. And see, that's the cleverness. And, and that's the gift. That's the that's the special, uh, unique thing that you have, June, and always have had. And that song, by the way, last Sunday here in Boise, Idaho, where I am today, we saw Frankie Valley sing that song. He's 88, 88 years old. And he comes out oh singing God. that. And it was so fun because it's kind of like going back to, oh, you think it's his passion? I mean, the guy does not need to work now. And it's so fun to see an 88-year-old get up there and have the same voice he had when he was a young kid. Yay. Oh, um, Patricia, I am so grateful for that story. My goosebumps have goosebumps, which I call angel hugs. I mean, for you to for you to have had that experience when I bring of all songs to yeah. the stage, because I was just thinking, what a night this is going to be. We've got we've got seven divas that are going to make us have 
angel hugs all night long. And they did. But now you're going to tell me you saw at 88 yeah. Frankie yeah. Avalon. <laughs> I mean, no, Frankie Valley. And when he came I mean, out, he he really was just, uh, you know, he's just a small man. He's not, He's I think he's 5'9". And when he opened his mouth and sang, oh, what a night, I'm like, everybody went nuts in the audience. So for you to say to those people, how many of you remember that? And there's not, a, there's only a few hands. They should have been at Frankie Valley because that place was packed with people. And of course, they were all, they weren't all my age, but most of them were. And just mm-hmm. going down memory lane, it was so fun. And I, by the way, I love your voice. You did a great job on that song. <laughs> now, June, oh, here's one, one question that I know people are really going to want to know. How do people hear about you? How are you getting all these gigs and, you know, now the birthday parties and all of these things are opening up to you? How's that happening? Did you just stay uh, out there during COVID or what? Well, I stayed I stayed live uh, online and doing some things like that. But here's what I do. I tell the goofy stories. Imos is what I call them, idiot moments, because I believe it is our foibles that make us fabulous. So if you go to JimKlein.com, well, yeah, go to JimKlein.com, but if you go to Facebook and scroll around, you will find the story about me and my hair and accidentally confusing air freshener for breeze with my (laughs) hairspray. I saw that. (laughs) Now, girl, who tells that? Do you know what I'm saying? And yet, <laughs> it, it has some of the most hits that I've ever likes and loves. And and then I was at a, a network luncheon last week, and a couple of them were like, what are you wearing today, June, Febreze, linen scent? <laughs> it's sticky, is my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is sticky, but it's, it's sticky in the brain. People remember mm-hmm. you when you make them laugh out loud. That's the biggest secret I can tell your people. Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to be discovered, I totally agree with you. You have to be out there. And and so many people are just not willing to do it. And now you add the sticky stories besides, and you've really got it made. June, where do people get in touch with you? Because I know somebody listening here is like, okay, I need her. I need her to crunch my words and I need her to add some lightness to my speech that I have to give next week. So how do they get you? They can jump on my website, JuneKlein.com. That's the hub of the universe for me. So just go there and it says everywhere on there, uh, let's talk or something like that. So click on that button and we we get 20 minutes to decide what you want. What are you looking for? Am I a good Mm -hmm. fit? Maybe I'm not. Let's find Mm -hmm. out. And then after that, then you'll go into the different uh, opportunities that I have. And then, of course, if you're in the Atlanta area, I have a June uh, June 12th. My birthday is June 13th. So on the eve of my uh-huh. birthday, I'm doing a show at the Ant- the Woodstock Antique Mall <laughs> in Ackworth, Georgia. And it's going to be so fun and funny. And we're going to have a little reception after with some champagne punch and our non-champagne and maybe cakes or maybe cinnamon roll because my my favorite baker in Kennesaw, Georgia, where I live, uh, has agreed to sponsor, to be my sponsor for the best bakery in the world, probably. And I love oh. the cream cheese cinnamon rolls. So we may do that. I don't know what we're going to do yet. but That's wonderful. So yeah. Uh, once again, June, you're putting stuff out there. I mean, you're, you're just putting yourself out there all the time. And I'm sure you've come 
across times where things didn't work. Maybe I was talking to somebody yesterday and she said, I was hoping to have 40 people at this particular event and I had seven show up. And she said, I've never been more embarrassed in my life. And I said, well, what are you going to do? And she said, I'll try it again next month. And I thought, thumbs up. That's really cool. That's who you are. Have you ever had a disappointment like that? Oh, my God, please. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And the hardest part is getting butts in seats. Yeah, The hardest it is. part. So you've got to have your people willing to help and do it for you. We're, we're, we're not halfway to the hundred yet that I want, but we will because it's this far out. And that's literally like three weeks away. And people are always the last minute. So I know we're going to have a hundred people there. So oh, the cool. other thing is, um, yeah, it, I, I've, I've crashed and burned and you just have to get back up. That's where that passion that you talk about, yep. if you're mm-hmm. passionate about, enough about it, you will get up. And the other thing I want to say about the friend that you said, uh, said that the, the one thing I try to remember, because I've had two, I've had two people before. When I was doing the big training, the company, I don't want to name the company, but I was with the company and they sent you everywhere and, you know, did the customer service kind of things. I did that for years, seven years at least. I was running around the country for a company that was paying me. And sometimes we would have two people in the course mm-hmm, and yeah. you have to show up and be there and want to be there because you're, you're giving service to them. So yes, it's hard. It, you know, if I end up with less than a hundred, I'm going to not be happy with that, except I will love up everybody that's there that's right. to see me. And that's what I said to this girl. I said, well, hopefully you really recognize the seven that were there because that's really what it's all about. You cannot be upset with the other people that didn't show. No. You just have to take care of the people that showed. So I love that about you, June. You've been that ever since I've ever known you. Mm-hmm. But I took away nine golden nuggets from what you said today. So I'd like to go over them. Well, you're going to send them to me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> my secretary, yeah. My little dog is sitting here. Number one, do something before you're ready. And that's a, that's what you have done your whole life. As you were talking yeah. and, and you got up in front of those 300 people, yeah. you weren't ready to do that. No. I mean, yeah, but that's number one. Number two, confidence is key. And I think, June, if you could do something fun about confidence and funny about confidence and how to build it, that's just such a, a needed thing today. And especially after the pandemic, you know, people getting Mm -hmm. stuck in their homes and they just lost their mojo. They just did. Mm -hmm. Number three, you have to want to. I like your word, want (laughs) to. Because if you don't really want something, you're probably not going to get it. You have to have that desire. Mm -hmm. Number four, and I like this one a lot. This would not have been something I would have said. Start local and possibly even volunteer. And I think that's just such a wise, down-to-earth thing that you said, because most of us think, oh, the world, oh, Instagram, oh, (laughs) Facebook, you know what I mean? Mm, Number five, I really, I love this also, June, be aware of your gifts. And it's very difficult to do this because June didn't even realize one of her gifts was crunching words, even though she had done it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. She didn't realize that other people can't do that. They can't even think like that. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Number six, always say yes. And see, it kind of goes back to number one. Always <laughs> say yes, even if you're not ready. And that's what I hear you doing. That's a real theme in your life, June, mm, is that is. you do that. You're making me angel hugs. Yeah. Number seven, 
And this one, to me, is one of the most important of all of them. And it's, what can I do at 103? That's what June said today. And I remember going to a hairdresser one time years ago, and I said to her, are you going to be able to do this your whole life? And she says, oh, no, I'm probably only going to be able to do it one year from now. Oh, yeah. And so and she had to start working on multiple streams at that time because you still need an income. You still have yeah. to buy bread, you yeah. know, pay your bills. Number eight, and I love this, tell sticky stories. And I love that, June, because I never thought about it like that, but it's something that Febreze just stuck in people's head. Now, now it's just become a joke. <laughs> And then the last one, number nine, is if you want to get discovered like June, then you have to be out there. You have to just be out there. She's on videos. I saw the Febreze sitting next to the hairspray, and I just laughed hysterically. I mean, (laughs) she's just out there, and she's doing it, and she's making it happen. And so how does she get all these gigs? By being out there. I can't thank you enough, June Klein, for being our very first speaker in June. (laughs) And I'm so happy your birthday's June 13th. I still have time to get you a card. It's perfect. I love it. I Mm -hmm. love it. Oh, I just adore you. We go back so far. We go back just about all those 30 years. Yes. And I'm I'm so grateful for you for remembering and thinking of me when you have something about funny that you want to bring up and talk about. Thank you. I adore you. Nobody, nobody better than you. Do I think about when funny? But didn't you didn't you write an ebook also about funny and money or something? I did. Funny thing about money, and Ah. it's on Amazon. You can download it from there. Funny thing about money, and when it doesn't come, and when it does come, I call it the BOP principle: build, organize, and protect. I think is what that means. It's been a while since I've looked at it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, funny is money, and you're wonderful today, June. Thank you for your talent, and thank you for your gifts. I just so appreciate you sharing them with our audience today. And for those of you that really want to get to know June, June at JuneKlein.com is her email. And then, of course, her website is JuneKlein.com, right? Correct. Okay, that's great. Thank you, June. Thank you, everybody. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noldrain. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It really helps us. And it helps us to know that you're there listening to it, that it's helpful to you. If you want more, you want to go beyond this podcast, guess what? We have a Facebook community just waiting for you to join. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.